Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. With Tesco, where you won't pay more for the products that matter most to you. Tesco, every little helps. Let's hear a little from Minister Pascal Donoghue. This is a budget that has been developed in the shadow of Brexit. And the context for Brexit has now shifted to no deal as our central assumption. This year, we have eliminated our deficits and are projecting a surplus of 0.2% of our national income. In the event that the UK leaves the EU with an agreement, we will continue to build on this surplus. All right, that's the Minister for Finance explaining the context of the budget. Carmel Marnan from Deloitte still uh, with me. Helen is on 461995. Uh, Helen, good morning to you. Good morning, Joseph. What do you think? What do I think? <laughs> do you really want to know, Joe? Well, just tr- try and keep it under a little bit of control from a language perspective. Right. That's the one thing I would oh, ask. Oh, definitely. Oh, yes. Now, Joe, listen to this now. Any of those people that make comments, I wonder that any of those people vote for the government because this country drives me mad. They're all going on about their lining their own pockets. Yes, every government that has been in has lined their own pockets. Now, the majority of working people in this country are paying SIPTO or whatever union they're paying. Everyone is paying union money. Union dues. So, yes, union dues. Every week. I'd say it's nearly a fiver a week. Now, why doesn't the union get up off their backsides, demand every town, city in Ireland, big marches like what we did for the likes of Bobby Stanley's and the whole lot years and years ago, get up, get out and march and make our own budget. Demand that from the president down, even down to the councillors, all salaries are cut in half. No expenses. Expenses on government, you know, official tours. They get train allowance and a meal allowance. After all, they are being paid in their salaries to represent their counties. And Helen, are you suggesting that that would be um, a response in the same way that the government um, responded on our behalf yesterday to Brexit and to this crisis? Come here. The government wasn't responding to Brexit for anyone in this country, only themselves. It's easy to turn around and say Brexit is at fault. It's not at fault. It was the same with the bankers. It was give them big houses and give them pensions and the whole lot and a slap in the hand, and thank you very much. We'll borrow the money, the taxpayers will pay it back. It's time the taxpayers took back the country. Um, Dan is on the line as well. Uh, Hello, Dan. Hi, how's it going? Good, so there you go from Helen. She's very unhappy about the budget. What did you think? Well, I have to take exception to one thing Helen said, which is to try and put some kind of blame on the union movement for the uh, downsides in the budget. I mean... The union movement fight day in, day out to try and improve the terms and conditions of their members and uh, the share of the national income they get. And in fact, the largest union in the country, SIP2, is having their conference in Cork at the moment. And member after member is taken to the podium, calling on the government to improve the lot of working people in the country. And uh, they are engaged in protests around housing, around climate change, around various issues. So to put the blame at the door of the union movement is um, not... Very, uh, very good in in my view. 
But um, just in terms of the budget overall, you know, I'm a parent. I was looking at it very much from that perspective. But it has been some positive things. Um, you have free dental care for children under six. Um, free GP care has been extended up to the age of eight from September. Various things like that. But at the same time, you have to recognise the reality that inflation is running at 1%. So anything not increased by at least 1% is actually, in fact, a cut in real terms for people. You know, 38% of families in this country cannot afford unexpected expenses. And in terms of things like education, Ireland still lags behind European average. That's a frightening statistic you've quoted there. 38% of families in Ireland cannot afford an unexpected uh, bump in the road. I mean, yeah, that, that is the case. You just have to look at things like childcare, right? So at the moment, um, the average cost for parents with one child is €155 Euro per week. Now add that to the average rent in Limerick, which is €1,195 Euro per month. And think about what that means for families. That means that they're under constant pressure. It means that, you know, they cannot plan for the future. And look, I don't want to come on here and completely kind of rubbish the government because it's true to say that they are in a difficult position. They're on a knife edge between an economy that could overheat and then the problems that a hard Brexit could cause. But at the same time, I think they've missed an opportunity to reform some things that are in badly need, that badly need reform. So childcare being one of them, because it's completely unaffordable for a lot of people. It, 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 it's, uh, but, but at the same time, childcare workers in that sector aren't paid very much at all. And if you talk to the providers of childcare services, the actual people who are employing childcare workers, the majority of them will admit that, yes, they cannot afford to pay uh, childcare workers enough. They want to pay them more, but the amount of money they're getting from government isn't enough to provide the kind of um, wages they want to provide. Um, and the average childcare worker is actually only paid about 11 18 per hour. So you have a weird scenario where childcare workers themselves can't afford to put their own children into childcare. So, I mean, there's, there, that's just one example of where the government could have said, OK, we're going to radically change the way childcare is delivered. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that is, that, that's a frightening point you've made, really, that there are childcare workers who can't afford to put their own children into childcare. That is, I don't know. Um, thank you very much for that, Dan. And uh, Helen, uh, Ivan is a student. How are you, Ivan? How are you, Joe? Uh, did I do anything for you at all in this budget? Um, to be honest, it was quite quite dull budget really there wasn't a whole lot student wise it's not not really much that was that would benefit me to be honest now I was looking so the only the best point really is they've increased spending for third level education over the next five years which is a positive but there's still problems in terms of accommodation for students and that prices keeps going up every year right. but it doesn't seem to them to tackle that and, and generally I mean do your student pals have the slightest interest in the budget anyway yeah, that's yeah. It is true. I think a lot of I think a lot of students really are um, they don't have an interest, or they're falling out of interest with politics. Like you've seen, students they can get behind referendums either, no matter what, what way. You know, students can get involved in it, but when it comes to politics, we're not really to vote. And probably students probably aren't voting enough, which means that these things 
aren't targeted at us. You know, I don't blame students, it's their choice, but it's this is more the budget was more targeted towards Brexit, which is yeah. fairly understandable and targeted towards parents and not really the students per se. Okay. So there is I was looking to be honest, there wasn't the last. No, nothing, nothing to see here, as they'd say, Ivan. All right, well, thank you very much for that from the students' uh, perspective. Thank you as well, Carmel Marnan from Deloitte. Um, the, one final point, we'll talk to the politicians about it a, a bit later on. In a million years, if it weren't for Brexit, this would not be a budget that any government would want to bring in just before they know they are going to the people. I mean, from that perspective, politically, it's a bit of a nightmare for them, isn't it? Completely, it's a disaster for them. They would have liked to have been in a position to, to give away as much as they could so that they could um, put themselves in a very strong position ahead of electioneering ne- next year. Um, but as you say, it's certainly not a dream scenario for them to be in. Um, but I think they were in a very difficult position and they've tried to balance it as much as they can. It's hard to put up on a poster we were fiscally responsible mm. going into an election. Yeah, it's not, not a great sure, soundbite. I'm not sure how many votes that's going to win you. All right, listen, great to see you again. Thank you very much for joining us over the last couple of days. We'll get a bit more political reaction and reaction from you as well uh, to the budget throughout the rest of the show. Call Limerick today now on 461995.